The Twins fall flat, shut out against Logan Gilbert and the Mariners. Plenty to talk about tonight on this episode of Locked on Twins. You are Locked on Twins. Your daily Minnesota Twins podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. And welcome to the Lockdown Minnesota Twins podcast. It is Wednesday, June 15th. I'm your gracious host, Nash Walker. Today's episode is brought to you by Blue Nile. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com and Lockdown Sports listeners. Get $50 off purchases of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement. Use code LOCKDOWN at checkout. Again, this is Nash Walker. This is my third season recording five days a week on the Minnesota Twins, almost three years. This is my fourth season writing about these twins at twinsdaily.com. Now different twins in 2019, 2020, 2021, and 2022. But I've been writing about all of them. I've been podcasting about three of the four, five days a week right here, wherever you get your podcasts. And I'm coming to you after a twins loss. They lose to the Mariners in game two of this series in Seattle. Logan Gilbert, we'll talk about Logan Gilbert. We'll talk about the offense, which has been shut out quite a bit this year. Uh, We'll talk about the process, and we'll talk about Joe Ryan and his return. Let's start with Joe. I thought he was okay. You know, command wasn't where we're used to it being. I thought he tired as the outing went on. He was 89-90 with the fastball, you know, into the fourth and fifth inning. He gave up a couple home runs. When Joe Ryan is not the Joe Ryan we've come to know, which is he's going to go five or six innings at minimum and and give up two or less runs. Like every start, that's what he's done for the Twins, for many of his starts. When Joe Ryan's not that Joe Ryan, he is not spotting his fastball where he wants and he gets behind and counts and then he has to come back and he gets beat in the zone. Keith Law wrote about Joe Ryan and said, this guy might give up 40 home runs a year because he pitches at the top of the zone so much a second and third time through the lineup, they're going to get to him. And he gave up two two, two run home runs tonight, Eugenio Suarez and Ty France. And unfortunately, folks, I think eventually Joe Ryan will have to be shielded from a lineup the third time through because he's so fastball dominant. And I know at the beginning of the season, his off-speed stuff looked better. He's still so dominant with his fastball. In in many ways, like he can be dominant with his fastball. He's also very fastball dependent. And his his arsenal just revolves around that fastball in such a way that if he's not spotting it or if he leaves it at a certain spot in the zone, doesn't hit his spot, he's going to get popped. And some nights, it is whoever hits more homers. Who gets the big knocks? Who gets the long balls? And I, as much as I love this Twins offense and this approach of we're not trying to hit the ball out of the ballpark every single time we go to the plate. We're trying to hit the ball the other way, especially guys like Gio Urshela. I think even Jose Miranda a little bit, and I know he's striking out quite a bit, but Jose Miranda, Gio Urshela, you know, Carlos Correa, trying to hit the ball the other way. Use every field, you know, left, center, and right. I love that approach because I do think over a full season, it's more sustainable on a game-to-game basis. Now, home runs are, are great. Like if you watch Twins games and the series is two games, so there's you know I'm pulling from two games, but Byron Buxton hits a two-run homer in the series opener, and it ends up being the difference in the game. And the Mariners hit a solo homer, but Buxton's two-run homer was the difference in that game. They took a two-nothing lead. Kepler added on with a run. 
I view Buxton's two-run homer as the winning hit in that game, although Kepler, you know, had the third run driven in. I view Buxton's home run as being that hit. A. Eugenio Suarez hits a home run tonight. Ty France hits a home run tonight. All of a sudden, it's 4 nothing, and this game felt like it was over. And part of that is because the Twins weren't consistent offensively. They had opportunities to score tonight and did not score. But it's also because the team that can take advantage and hit that home run, just hit that home run or hit that second home run, they're going to win a lot of ball games. And I think the Twins, their next step offensively is it's great we go to all fields. It's great we get guys on base all the time. All of that is outstanding. Now you need to put the hammer in. And Max Kepler comes up tonight in their best scoring opportunity against Logan Gilbert with Buxton on second, Carlos Correa at first, and nobody out. And he grounds into an easy 4-6-3 double play. Their next step as an offense is once we get Byron Buxton, Carlos Correa, Luis Arise on board, then we got to have some extra base hits. Then we need to double. We need to homer. We need to get those guys in. It's fun to see a bunch of singles, 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 singles. It's, it's great to watch. But this Twins offense is not going to adapt. It's not going to reach its ceiling without busting through like they did against Garrett Cole. And that's not going to happen every night. I'm not naive to think that way. But just what the Mariners did tonight is a great example. You get one runner on, two run homer. You get one runner on, two run homer. Four runs, that's a ball game. You pitch well, the game's over. When the Twins get a runner on or get runners on, their depth is then driving the ball in the air somewhere and trying to get those runners home. I think that's their next step as an offense because they ground into too many double plays. They don't score enough with runners in scoring position. Two outs and runners in scoring position, they're one of the worst offenses in baseball with the approach of, I'm trying to hit the ball the other way. I'm trying to put the ball in play somewhere, which is fine, but that only goes so far. Like You still want to drive the baseball. You still want to hit the ball hard somewhere. And I think it can be a slippery slope between, I want to make contact and I want to hit the ball hard somewhere because actually what it does, and I think Jose Miranda is a decent example of this. Miranda, I think, is so focused on making contact when he's at the point. Like, I'm, I can't strike out. I need to make contact. That he'll swing at pitches at his eyeballs and try to follow them off because he doesn't want to strike out. It can go both ways. Just because you are an offense that's contact-oriented, which, again, I'm in favor of. Like, I like that. I like that. And from a fan perspective and from a long-term success perspective, this year, going into the postseason, hopefully for the Twins. I like that. But there's a slippery slope. If you're always trying to hit the ball the other way, if you're always just trying to make contact and put the ball in place somewhere, you're going to roll into double plays. You're going to ground out a lot. You're going to pop out. You're going to hit into outs with runners in scoring position. So I would like to see them drive the ball more and focus on driving the ball with runners in scoring position. I was frustrated tonight. They did hit the ball hard. And you know they had some bad luck, but hit the ball harder in the air, I think, when you have runners in scoring position instead of those those double plays. After this word from Rock Auto, let's talk about Logan Gilbert, who I thought was very good tonight. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer, and Rock Auto is the place to go. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. 
right? Locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. The Ultimate NBA Mock Draft starts June 16th with over 50 insiders. Nothing equals the Ultimate NBA Mock Draft, the Lockdown NBA Big Board Draft experts, plus the Odyssey insiders. First pick is June 16th. Search Ultimate NBA Mock Draft and follow now so you don't miss a pick. Logan Gilbert's very good. He's one of the best young starters in baseball. You can see why he's upper 90s with the fastball, a hard slider. He's long. He's quick to the plate. He's got a pretty good changeup. His stuff is electric. He's tough against righties and lefties. Logan Gilbert is very, very good. So I'm not frustrated nor surprised that the Twins had trouble against Logan Gilbert. He pitched very well. Uh, You know, Joe Ryan and Logan Gilbert were going at it early on, and it looked like it was going to be a good old-fashioned pitcher's duel, but the Mariners like I said, hit a couple of run homers and that was the game. Ultimately Uh, the twins offense has been shut out a lot. And I think there is a reason for that. I think they, you know, at times play up to their potential and other times they look like they did tonight where they hit some balls hard, but when they get opportunities and really this is two nights in a row now and they, you know, they won three, two in the opener. They had plenty of opportunities to lose that game. They were almost trying to give that game away offensively. They're lucky they pitched pretty well and secured a 3-2 victory, and they're lucky they have Byron Buxton. But tonight was much of the same. They just didn't get that big two-run homer from Buck, and they were one hit less with runners in scoring position. You know, Max Kepler got that hit in the opener. But they did the same thing today. They did hit the ball hard. You know, you look at the expected batting average, it still was only 244 or something like that. So, yeah, did they hit into some outs? Yes, but they didn't consistently put together threats. And when they did put together their best threat of the night, which is the top of the lineup, 2-3-4, Correa and Buxton getting on first and second for Max Kepler. And at that point, what was a tie ball game? Because in the bottom half, I believe it was the fifth, the Mariners, you know, it was then a two-run homer from Eugenio Suarez and in, in that they took control of the game. Two runs is not insurmountable, but four felt like a lot against Logan Gilbert. They could have taken control of that game in the top of the fifth, and they grounded into a double play. And I think you can circle that and say that's a huge reason. That was their chance. And when you face really good pitchers, and the Twins have a lot, and they've gotten to these very good pitchers, uh, they're going to have nights like these when you do it over and over. You keep facing good pitchers. But when you face very good pitchers, Sometimes you only get that one chance. Like Buxton bloops in a single, Correa singles, or Buxton walks, Correa bloops in a single, and that's your best chance of the night. That's not only the best chance you've had. Ladies and gentlemen, that's the best chance you're going to get. You better take advantage of it. And they didn't. And when they got chances against Garrett Cole early on when he was not sharp, they took advantage and they crushed him. When Nestor Cortez gave them leeway in the middle innings of that game, game one against the Yankees, they took advantage of Nestor Cortez. Excuse me, that was game two. But they took advantage of Nestor Cortez, and they got to him, and they won that game. They didn't do that against Logan Gilbert. And it's it's about being opportunistic. And I think for this Twins team, they're still figuring out how to do that. And at sometimes they do it really well. And they've had these games, where they and they did it against Jeffrey Springs too, uh, where they just don't take advantage of those opportunities, not realizing that that's the best chance you're going to get. And these at-bats are the most important of the night, and they're not getting – production in those at-bats it it's something that they need to improve on it really is and it's something that they need to focus on and in the moment slow the game down and realize this might be the opportunity so I'm gonna have a good at-bat here I mean I watched on Monday night and the at-bats were terrible like Gary Sanchez comes up strikes out on three pitches I think they were all out of the zone at least two of them were like a foot outside and he swung wildly and struck out like that, 
that's your chance. That's when you need to score. You needed to add some insurance runs. And the Twins left the, the tying run on second. Emilio Pagan struck out Jesse Winker to win the series opener. But you could have added on, and you should have added on, and they didn't. And tonight, they had a chance to take that game, and they didn't. And that's I think that's the next hump for them. I still think they can win this series. I still think they have a very good chance to win this series with Sonny Gray going against Marco Gonzalez tomorrow. And I want to talk about this game after this word from Blue Nile. Blue Nile, Inc. is the largest online retailer of certified diamonds and fine jewelry Blue Nile is outstanding, and the company offers a superior experience for purchasing engagement rings, wedding rings, and fine jewelry by providing expert guidance, in-depth educational materials, and unique online tools that place consumers in control of the jewelry shopping process. Blue Nile has some of the highest quality standards in the industry and offers thousands of independently certified diamonds and fine jewelry at prices significantly below traditional retail. Blue Nile can be found online at www.bluenile.com. Not perfect, no problem. 100% satisfaction guarantee. Shop stress-free with guaranteed free shipping and returns. If you need your special purchases fast, in most cases, Blue Nile can deliver overnight. Every order is insured and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what is inside. Blue Nile is outstanding if you're looking for a gift. The finest jewelry. Plus, Locked On Sports listeners get $50 off purchases of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement. Use code LOCKEDON at checkout at BlueNile.com. Sonny Gray returns. Amazing news for Wednesday's series finale. It's a day game, 310 Central, against the Mariners as the Twins try to win this series over Seattle. Sonny Gray returns, and this is awesome news for them. I still think Sonny Gray is underrated. I think Sonny Gray is underrated when they trade for traded for him. I thought he was a great target. I said as much this offseason. I was focused on Frankie Montas and Luis Castillo, and that's, I mean, they still should be. But when they got Sonny Gray, I thought it was a great acquisition. I thought that was a, a no brainer to trade Chase Petty for Sonny Gray, honestly, straight up one for one, a no brainer to me. So I'm excited he's back. I think he's going to be a significant factor for the Twins here, not just now, but especially in the second half into the playoffs. I love watching him pitch. You know, first and foremost, I love. The movement he gets on that two-seamer, I love his entire arsenal. I love watching him battle. I think he's the type of guy you do want to go to war with in the playoffs because he's a he's a battler. Like He's a competitor. He's always been that way, and he doesn't stand very tall. He's not very big, but he battles, and he fights, and he gives you a chance to win most times out. So I'm excited about Sonny Gray returning to this rotation, uh, and it's just fun to see Ryan and Gray on back-to-back days. It's just we're back to watching those two battle and work together, and it's it's very, very fun. Marco Gonzalez, who the Twins have crushed, crushed. They crushed him last year at Target Field. They crushed him this year at Target Field. I expect them to get to Marco Gonzalez tomorrow, the soft-tossing lefty. This is a lineup that should destroy left-handed pitching. I don't know if Carl- Kyle Garlick's going to be activated soon, maybe even tomorrow for this matchup. Would be surprised maybe if that happened. But you have Correa, you have Buxton, you have Gary Sanchez. You have Jose Miranda, you have Gio Urshela, guys who are known to crush left-handed pitching, Miranda more so in the minors, but the others at the major league level. Um, I, I expect them to get to Marco Gonzalez. I do. And if they don't, they'll have lost, probably lost this game and lost the series, and I will criticize them for that because this is a matchup, and Marco's pitched better recently. Like I think his ERA is 360 or 370 now, and he's not a bad pitcher, but... He's a soft tossing left. It's an offense that ranks top five in OPS plus right now that should crush 
left-hand pitching. Marco Gonzalez, 363 ERA. It's right about league average in 62 innings, but he's not going to blow you away with anything. He's a lefty who the Twins have beat up pretty badly, you know, in recent years. You look at his career, scrolling down to splits when he faces the Twins, I can guarantee you it's going to be wild. The Twins have hit, oh my goodness, four games. The Twins have hit 397 off Marco Gonzalez. <laughs> With a 1,232 OPS in 89 plate appearances. The Twins are 31 for 78 with six doubles and eight home runs against Marco Gonzalez in his career. 22 runs in 89 plate appearances. That's that's insane. That's an ERA of 937 in 16 and a third. 16 and a third, 31 hits, 22 runs, 17 earned. Eight home runs, eight walks, a FIP of 2.39. Wow. Marco Gonzalez at Target Field in his career. The Twins have hit 429 (laughs) with a 500 on base percentage of slugs 971. Oh, this won't matter, though. I keep forgetting. They're on the road. They're in Seattle. At Safeco, he's been been good in his career. But the Twins have crushed him. And I expect the same uh, in Wednesday's series finale. You know, I expect at least three or four runs off Marco Gonzalez, especially considering the offense has been held down in the last couple of days. I expect them to come out firing to give Sonny Gray some insurance, and I expect them to win this series on Wednesday. I expect you to join me after this game. Thanks for making Lockdown Twins your first listen today. Don't make your second listen to the Lockdown MLB podcast. MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan brings humor, passion, and unique perspective on every team and the biggest stories around the league. Follow the number one daily league-wide podcast, Lockdown MLB, on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks again for listening. Like, subscribe, comment. Let me know what you think. Kind of a clunker for the Twins. I mean, they just didn't hit. Joe Ryan wasn't great. They'll be back Wednesday, hopefully, for the series win. And again, I expect it. So if they don't, I'll come on and say I was wrong. Thanks so much. Have a great day. Go Twins.